We'll start off by mansplaining microphones, and that's going to be just a perfect way to go into a podcast about, um, you know, how how women need more presence and stuff in this space, and we're going to get into all of it. If it was anyone else, I would actually I would actually notice. Slap. But because it's you, and I and I know yeah. your heart, I think it's okay. Yeah. Well, we and I, <laughs> this is like we're pre-rolling. I just I'm, I'm just rolling with it just to see how we're going. But um, knowing one's heart is actually like a really interesting thing to talk about because I I found over the years that. When, when you're trying to build rapport with somebody, like I use comedy to deflect like all the time. And if people don't know you and don't know your heart, you run into the, you know, slippery slope of like, what the hell did you mean by that? And I was like, uh, <laughs> and then I'm like trying to backpedal. I'm like, no, 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 it's not like that. I'm like just making a joke and you know, it doesn't always land right. So there you go. Okay. It's a powerful tool and it's mm. a useful one. So, so don't lose that just because uh, every once in a while it gets lost. It can be. Yeah, it can be. But it doesn't work with everybody. You know, you have to yeah. remember. So, but, you know, learning to read the room and all that stuff is important. Hard skills to learn. I didn't hit record on that, I don't think. Uh, that's, that's, that's an important part. Let's do that. Thank you for remembering. All right. Good morning, everyone. This is a... Uh, Special live edition of Maker That Money uh, recording that I'm doing uh, here at Earth 2023. Um, so many awesome people here, so many great conversations that we're having, and I am honored to have with me today a Miss Britt Felton. Uh, you may know her on the socials as Create. I'm going to say this right, Creatrix Britt. You nailed it. Yeah, and that's a, that was a rebrand for you. So what, why don't you just you know start by saying hi to everybody, and then you can talk about um, where you've been, where you're coming from, and uh, you know, all the goodies. Yeah, sure thing. Thank you so much. Uh, my name is Britt, formerly known as the Sith Lord Britt. It's a Sith Lord. It's a Sith, always a Sith Lord, actually. Mm. I just had to, now I have to hide it. Um, I started on Twitch doing silly Twitch things kind of as more more of a social tool, trying to meet new friends, uh, playing the, the video games that I was playing, and kind of just hit a hit a standstill. I was like, you know, let's try something different. So I hopped onto Twitch and um, started my, my Sith Lord Brit brand. That was just always my handle on games. Yeah. So it made sense. And, and after a couple of years, it became uh, my friends were interested in, in watching me make the things that I I do for cosplay and for props, and I was making stuff for other people and for myself. I didn't know that people cared to watch other people make stuff. Oh, yeah. Which is weird, because I grew up watching Bob Ross, so I know better. Yeah. But I didn't realize that my friends were interested in watching my cosplay stuff, watching me through that struggle. Um, maybe the struggle is what they enjoy, but regardless, they said, we'd love to watch you paint whatever cape you're doing or sew whatever vest sure. you're making. I said, okay, cool. So I started doing that and people enjoyed watching me make stuff and, and being in cosplay. I feel like it's a great segue into 3D printing. A lot of us fall into 3D printing somehow. Yeah. And uh, for me, it was cosplay and finding um, Uncle Jesse videos, actually. Yeah, Clayton. We just talked to him yesterday. We had a great session with him and Joe Proust and, uh, and Joel. Um, but... Uh, you, you brought up something that I feel like is a common thread between a lot of makers um, where you're like, eh, I don't know if people really want to watch this. And, you know, there's so much mod. I, I think it's always better to come from a place of modesty, but we all suffer from imposter syndrome to some extent. Right. Sure. And, uh, you know, it's like, no, nobody wants to watch me or like, you know, I, what, what do I have to offer? And um, I'm glad to see people like power through that and start to realize their value. I think it's good for self-esteem. I think it's good for a lot of things. Um 
And what I want to get into today is is an interesting topic because it's it's something that I've just been kind of like had tucked away in the back of my mind, and um, it's not something that I claim to be able to empathize with at all. But I think it's like really important that there's more advocacy for it uh, in all aspects of tech. Um, I know we're, we we're most familiar with the 3D printing community. Um, but obviously the perspective of being a, a, a minority female part of the female population and all the things that you get to go through the commentary that you hear uh, you know all that stuff so I, you know I want to take a, a gentle approach right? being sensitive to you know the the mental health stuff but whatever you're willing to share in terms of like you know the commentary that you hear and the way that makes you feel sometimes and then we'll get into like, what we need to do to encourage more just general diversity in the space, whether it's just females or people of color or any of that stuff, and then being an ally to people to be more inclusive and why that is valuable and important. Sure. There's a lot to unwrap there. A lot. Yeah. I say. Is that going to be heavy? Is that too heavy for like 10 a.m. in the morning, first thing before we're out hitting the floor and interacting with people? Yeah. Not at all. I'm a mom. I can handle this. You're, you're ready to I get got into this. it? Okay. Absolutely. Uh, and you got to check me. Like at some point, if I'm like, uh, I, you know, an hour three, <laughs> <laughs> well, there's that I'll, I'll, you know, I'll talk forever. So there is that, but it's like, I realize that I'm coming from a place of privilege and stuff. And so it's like, I want to have this conversation. I realize like a middle-aged white man, like trying to facilitate a conversation with, you know, a woman about women and in, in tech and the struggles and stuff is like kind of not exactly <laughs> the thing on brand, but you know, I think it's an important conversation to have. I don't know. What do you, what are your feels around this? I think that being self-aware um, is probably the the best part of that situation. Sure. Is that you're not trying to explain to me, you're asking me, which is exactly what we want other people to do. Yeah. Is, hey, tell me about your experience instead right. of, let me tell you how your experience has been. Let like, me mansplain um, being a woman in tech. So about <laughs> yeah, that. Yeah, yeah sure. Um, so no, we appreciate that. We're not going to, we're not, that's exactly what we want. We want, we want people to have this conversation with us. We want to talk about it. It has to be yeah. out in the open because if someone looks at you and says, this isn't your experience, you don't know what you're talking right. about. Right. Then if I never had the chance to tell you, actually, this is what I've been through, yeah. you can never open their eyes. You can never have your eyes open to being in someone else's shoes if you're not going to listen to them, if you're not going to approach them, if you're not going to have a back and forth. Right. So, no, I appreciate the fact that you're willing to listen yeah. and, and say, hey, this has been my experience, but what has yours been? And, and let other people tell their story sure. to go I, along with it. I appreciate that. And this is going to be good practice for me in my active listening. Yeah. Because I know I tend to talk too much sometimes. Okay. So again, like I said, just jump in. You know, we're just we're just having some casual conversation here. And we've had these conversations before. We have, and I friends. really I really enjoy them. I really value them. I I, I think you're a, a one of the you, you know I don't know how, I don't know your perception, but when you encounter people, I feel like I can tell in the first you know, few minutes of just like you know people that get it, people that you know kind of click with that that have that that right vibe, that energy, um, that that you know, sometimes humility and uh, the right balance of things. And you, I always appreciated when watching your streams how you will um, be passionate about what you're doing, but you also take some time to talk about mental health. You take time to, you know, just be sensitive to uh, the people around you and all that stuff. And uh, it's, we need more of it. Yeah. It's not hard to do. It's really not. I mean, when you're, when you're first learning it, like any new skill, it's going to be awkward. Yeah. At first you're like, oh, I always have to, you know, watch what I say and, right. and backtrack and right. it, it feels like a burden. But once you, you practice it, you realize like this is not a big deal at all. Sure. 
But I mean, it is a muscle you have to you know train and you know learn how to flex and and all that stuff. And I, I hope more people do. I, I I really do appreciate in this day and age that the people are just way more comfortable in talking about their mental health and where they're at and saying, you know what, I just need a break today. And and just better normalizing the fact that like we uh, are not all on a hundred percent. It's not all rainbows and butterflies and unicorn farts and whatnot that we see like in everybody's social media what? posts. Yeah. Wait, yeah. It's not? I don't know well, what you're talking about. That's my thing, a thousand percent. It's, that's, yeah, it's not for me, at least. Uh, you know, I definitely yeah. have my down days where I just, I don't feel like talking to people. I don't want to, you know, I'm not feeling inspired to make. I'm oh not my feeling gosh. inspired to, you know, work get on the that. business, whatever it is. I get that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No, yeah. mental health was an, um, an interesting thing for me to start talking about because it felt like if I was going to have a platform and have anyone around me, um, my my values have always been, if I have the chance to share with someone something that can make their life better, I have to take that opportunity. Mm. I have no idea why. That's just always been a part of who I am. Mm-hmm. I, I'm a fixer. I like to come by. I know, and it's a hard thing. You have to pull back sometimes because it's like people don't want your help. You got to you gotta wait for people to ask for help. But in passing, yeah. if I can leave little nuggets that will make someone's life better, why wouldn't I do that? It seems so obvious, doesn't it? It does. And yet. It takes a lot of introspection, though. I'm not going to lie and just be like, I've always been this way. Not this way, but yeah. I've always cared. I didn't always know how to control my feelings about it. I didn't know what, what the right actions were to take. It took me a very long time and a lot of therapy and a lot of education to get to the point where I was comfortable saying, now I can pass this, uh, this knowledge on to other people, sure. the next generation. And um, I, so that took practice. But mental health was a huge part of that for me uh, because I didn't grow up in a space where that was talked about. Mm. Like a lot of people yeah. in America at our yeah. age, that was a very taboo thing. It wasn't seen as the as the medical conditions that they are. It was seen as right. this this very shameful part of your character. Gotta like this strong. is who you are. Yeah, yeah, yeah just yeah, go yeah. for a walk. Yeah, just play some happy music. Just Imagine like, how that is on the male side. Of but we're not talking smile about that today. More, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Oh That's yeah, the okay. smile. Yeah, where's yeah. your smile, sweetheart? Yeah, that, that. yeah. So, just smile. Uh, so like, cringy. Oh, just even when I just so said gross. that. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> but we 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 didn't have that growing up. I know you and I just from you know past experiences we. We didn't have that space to talk about that. And I think with the internet growing, and I know there's a lot of problems that come with it, but we also had the chance to talk with other people that were having the same experience as us. Mm-hmm. So it took those first few people to be really brave and say, hey, I'm feeling this way. Yeah. And other people go, oh, crap, me too. Oh, yeah. To say, okay, wait, these are my people. I can talk about this. Yeah. Now I feel like it's such a completely normal thing, at least for my generation, to be able to say, I need to take a mental health day from work. Mm-hmm. I, I'm not feeling well. Um or I heard one of my friends the other day say, uh, I heard her work through it. She's like, I'm feeling really sad about stuff. But honestly, I took a look at my life and I realized that everything is in place. So I feel like this is my clinical depression and I'm going to address it mm. as such. And I was like, whoa, wow, that's brilliant. Yeah. Wow, yeah, that was yeah, amazing. Because yeah. sometimes, you know, is it is it my emotions or is it uh, my medical condition where I'm not producing the right amounts mm-hmm. or my receptors are not working? Like, we go into the science of it and we realize like this is not your attitude. This is a medical condition and that's okay. I would never look at you and just be like, oh my God, did you guys hear that like Pooch? He doesn't. You guys, this is a bad example, but like Pooch has diabetes. Oh my God. Can you believe that? Like go <laughs> for a walk. Yeah. Go yeah. for a walk. Yeah. Like, smile more. Yeah, right. I would never look at you and just be like, oh, your kidneys don't work like mine do. Like, oh my gosh, your hypothalamus is <laughs> do like not kidney shame me, please. Like, <laughs> yeah. It just sounds ridiculous yeah. when you put it that way. It does. Like, oh my gosh, did you hear that like Samantha has breast cancer? 
No uh, one. Why would doesn't approach. she take better care of her breasts? Yeah, like yeah. oh my god, this is so <laughs> embarrassing. I would never. Yeah, you would never approach anyone else with any other medical condition in that way, and yet no. that's the way that we've approached mental health for such a long time. So when I hear that, I like to call it out as that whenever people are like, oh my god, so I heard this rumor about this person's mental health, and you're like, that's not a rumor. What? That's not that's not good goss. I'm gonna start. I'm gonna stop you right there. <laughs> yeah, exactly. uh, Rumor mental health. You know, it's like that's yeah. a, a poorly structured sentence. Right? Just right there. My family would talk about these like yeah. strange medical things. Like how's how's grandpa's you know colon condition going? They'd talk about that over the dinner. Oh, yeah. But if you were like Lovely. someone's feeling a little sad today, they'd be like, Shh, don't talk about that. Yeah, that's so, like, yeah, what that's so strange. So we're reversing that. We're working against that. We are. And it's people like us who are letting our kids know that like, hey, every generation gets better. And mm. we were passing this along to them to say, this is what we did wrong in our generation. We're not doing that for you. We're not passing it on. Because it takes people like us to be that example, to talk about mental health, to talk about, you know, gender inequalities and racial inequalities in spaces like this to say, we're going to do better. We're going to mm. be brave enough to tell you that we didn't do great and we want you to do better. Mm. So it gives me hope that the next generation already has that of their base information. Yeah. All right, so you clearly have a background as a as a, a nurturing a person. I know that you uh, have a history as a paramedic. Yes. Uh, you're you're a mom. Uh, you are one that clearly in our community just looks to to help and to shine a light and build people up. And I, I love everything about it. That's I feel like uh, one of the things we connect around. Um, and and I think that that's that's fantastic. I know it's not always easy to you know channel your your. You, you don't always feel like especially when you're feeling low yourself, it's like you don't like have the energy to necessarily support others. Yeah. Um, and, and that's okay. And that's okay. <laughs> and that's okay. But uh, the fact that you actually still devote a good portion of your energy to supporting others on top of, you know, what you have to do for yourself is a, you know, testament to who you are and all that stuff. And I appreciate it. Um, so that's, that's a little bit of background about you, but as we get into the meat and potatoes of the, you know, the topic at hand here, um, I think there's a lot of stereotypical things here. It's like, okay, well, the every, I'm just going to speak to when we think of like, you know, females in a space, like they're the caretakers, they're the, you know, the shop mom and all this stuff. And not everybody is that way. Not everybody has to be that or should be that way. And that's probably a good starting point when you're coming into a thing that you're, you're, you're already having to establish yourself potentially as a, make a name for yourself and maybe fight against that perception sometimes. Mm -hmm. Do you want to kind of dive in on that? Sure. Um, so being, being female, it starts, this is a much larger conversation. Obviously, I can't just talk about 3D printing without backing up and telling you this is a huge issue with society in general mm -hmm, mm -hmm. but clearly it is yeah we're very more than we can do in an hour I'm yeah sure, right, but, I was right. Like, we can't solve this here we can try yeah maybe two but, episodes but not one yeah <laughs> absolutely yeah um it, it's a much larger issue of having expectations on other people and who they're supposed to be so if you look at me and you're like you look a certain way therefore you should be a certain way sounds ridiculous when you say it that broadly but then you go into when you try to make it more specific and say, I'm going into 3D printing and I ask for help, someone looks at me and goes, oh, female, therefore needs help. Needs help. Not yeah. as good, not as smart, can't figure it out, never done this before. Yeah. Whereas like, you know, for, for Fire Academy, I had, to, I had to back up a fire engine through a serpentine in order to get certified to drive the truck, right? Wow. So like when people, you know, 
ask me if I know how to change a tire or know how to drive or something like that, I feel slightly insulted. It's like, I understand by looking at me, you can't tell. (laughs) But also by looking at a man, you can't tell just by looking at him to say that, oh, he knows that or he's done that or he has changed a tire before just because he is a man, right? Certainly. So it's like, it goes goes both ways with positives and negatives about when you look at someone, you have these preconceived notions because they feel like that is such... It's such a thing that we teach our kids, right? You remember in grade school, is like, don't judge a book by its cover. You um, can tell that to any, you can start that saying to anyone here in America. You can start that saying and they can finish it because we all learned it. And right. yet we're still so guilty of it. Right. So I think in order to grow into learning, you have to call it out and it's not comfortable. No. You're fighting an uphill battle because change, let's face it, change is hard. Yeah. And we're asking people to do a really uncomfortable thing and to change and to do this introspection, they're like, I just turned on this podcast to be entertained for a minute. Right, <laughs> I don't right, need right, to right, right. going through. We don't need to go digging back there. I just want to do some 3D printing, bro. That's a bro. huge ask, <laughs> yeah, and yeah, I yeah, get yeah. it. But yeah. like on the other side of it, I can tell you going through that journey of, is this actually me, or was I taught to be this way? Mm. Is it because I think other people think I'm supposed to be this way? Mm. Now that I'm on the other side of that, and I've broken down a lot of it, not perfect, but I've broken down a lot of it, um, that I find the value and I just want to look back at other people that haven't gone through the deconstruction of, you know, is, is this a problem? Am I a part of the problem? I promise you looking at yourself and working through this is worth the journey and the discomfort, like mm. a thousand percent. You're going to be on the other side and be like, I'm so glad I did that. Right. You're going to find so much value in that right. in the people around you. But I think the first step comes with being okay with looking at yourself and saying, am I a part of this problem? Right. And being open to saying, like, I'm not perfect. I practice it all the time because, yo, I'm not perfect. I'm so imperfect all the time in a lot of things. And it's okay to practice that and to be like, I know where I'm not good at things. And on the same side of that, to say, I am, point out the things that you are good at, though. Mm. And build up that self-esteem to be like, I know I do care about people. Mm. So when someone points out, like, hey, you made this comment that's a bit sexist to mm-hmm. not go, oh, no, no, I'm a good person. And I don't, your intent was there. Yeah. Absolutely. But that doesn't mean that you don't make mistakes and that's okay. That doesn't make you a bad person because you unknowingly yeah. made a comment. Not at all. Yeah. You're still good people. You're still a caring person. So it's, it's hard because it's a tricky space to be in to be like, I, I have to change, <laughs> but sure. I'm a good person. It's like, we're not calling you bad by saying that. Yeah. So yeah. It's, yeah. it's really sensitive, but you have to, the receiver has to be open to receiving the message. If they're not open to having that conversation, um, it doesn't matter. It's going to fall on deaf ears. So having these conversations with friends, with people that you're comfortable with, mm-hmm. with someone that you've straight up asked, hey, can we talk about this? Yeah, yeah sure. Or no, not right now. Yeah. Yeah. That's like a really good place to start to have any of these conversations. That's a good place. To, we talk about flexing that muscle and stuff like that. Yeah, mm-hmm. you get find a, a safer space to, yeah. to practice and all that Safe stuff. Because friend, teacher, someone that you trust, that yeah. you know, that you can go to, someone that you've seen also have this conversation with sure. someone else or someone that this is their platform. You can have these conversations with these people. But have the conversation. Gotta I mean, this is, a, this is a, a muscle worth flexing. I mean, <laughs> yeah. it's, you got to work this out. So in the in the tech world, there's so, you're already coming at, from such a point of a disadvantage. So it, a lot of what we do is just over, overly popula- populated by, mm-hmm. uh, let's be honest, middle-aged white guys. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, you, you touched on this where you were just saying, like, um, when you're uh, interacting with people just on the internet at large, you have no rapport with these people. You have no idea. You can't hear the tone of the, you know, what mm-hmm. they're trying to convey. Um, I think, 
not always, but a lot of time, I think people think they're trying to come from a place of like caring or like, I'm, I'm just trying to help. And then when they uh, get some pushback, cause like they don't realize like what you're saying is actually a little racist or a little sexist or, you know, whatever it is. Uh, then that's where like the defensiveness comes out. Yeah. And um, so this enemy, it's the biggest enemy oh of any gosh. kind of change is defensiveness. Right. And, and, trying to engage somebody that you have no report like the, trying to identify those times where you just like this isn't even worth the fight and like maybe there's some inroads to be made here and there have to be so many times on a daily basis for you where you're just like do I even want to engage on this because it's just it happens every day all the time right and and you're like sometimes it's better to just like okay cool and yeah. walk away like that's a that's a defense that's a like taking care of yourself as well that's learned yeah. yeah when you when you get the vibe that someone is open to having the conversation or if you don't feel safe having that conversation in private like there's a lot of times where I have a friend and if it's someone I'm close with like if you said something and I misheard you or I, I thought like maybe it meant something else did I hear this the right way right. I would feel comfortable texting you or dming you to be like hey this was said or I said this what did you think and you have actually, and I appreciate that. I do. And I can have that with you. I know yeah. that it, that it's okay, and you'll you'll be like, uh, "No, that's nonsense, Britt. Don't say that." Or, yeah. <laughs> or this is what I meant. Or maybe you misheard me, or whatever it is. I can approach you in that way because we're friends. But or, or call me right. so we can talk about yeah. it if it's like heavy enough, where it's like I don't exactly. think this is appropriate for text. But yes. And so, if you have friends and people you're comfortable with, you can have that in a DM. Or if you're in a chat room somewhere, like you yeah. can't really have that conversation there. Right. But maybe you don't feel safe. DMing. You don't want someone to have access to you in DMs, so right. it's something that you have to have in an open space. It's just an individualized, you have to look at every situation and be like, do I have the energy for this today? Hey, and yeah. am I in the right space to have this conversation? And yeah. are they willing to listen to me? Right. Because like I said, if those three things fall in line, then you can say this conversation can be had. And if not, then carry on. You've got to go about your day and fix some printers and make sure. some displays. Sure. And, and that's a fantastic three point breakdown of the whole thing. Like safe space, you know, is it, what are the stakes really? You know, like, is this a fight even worth having? Yeah. And I, I, it has to be exhausting to, to be making evaluations like that on a regular basis, especially when people are like, but uh, you know, my intentions are good. Like that, like I feel like we're at a time where you can't just rest on like, but my intentions were good and therefore like yeah. you should give me a pass on something. Um, but some, some people just aren't in a space that like accept the like no that doesn't play anymore yeah and it's especially challenging i think when you get into older generation people that are in here that are just like they just have no concept of what worked for them in a cut they could get away with saying stuff like this back mm -hmm. in the you know 70s 80s yeah. 60s whatever however old they are they've been very comfortable for a very long time so doing that introspective process and saying hey look at yourself and maybe right. change like right. why am i going to do that i'm 99 right now don't right. make me go through this high sure. energy <laughs> process that i don't even i don't even yeah. care about doing yeah. um yeah it can be difficult yeah but like i said i i went through it myself because there was a lot of things i had to unlearn um, that were that were not great, bad habits and things that I would say and that I would do and that I thought because that's what I was taught growing up. That's what I learned by looking uh -huh. at people around me that I had to unlearn. And like I said, I can I can honestly tell you as a person on the other side of that process, it's worth it. That's all I can say to someone who's ever like, oh, this, this conversation's uncomfortable, I don't like it. Um, that I understand that. It's okay to be uncomfortable. Just because you're uncomfortable doesn't mean you're being harmed. 
right? Yeah. You're not you're not in danger yeah, 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 because yeah. that's what people get is they get that that adrenaline rush of like, oh my god, I'm being judged right now. Someone is coming at me. I'm being attacked right now. So those defenses go up because we're humans and we're animals, and that's as a natural yeah. reaction for us. Yeah. So if you can get past that and encourage people and just say, just because we're having this conversation doesn't mean that something extreme. Like it doesn't mean that I, I hate you. It doesn't mean that you're a bad person. It doesn't mean any of that. Sometimes you do have to preface it and give them that bit of comfort of mm. I'm not attacking you as a person. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm trying to help you pass little these little aggressions, these little things that you're throwing at me that can be hurtful to mm-hmm. people around us in our community in STEM that that don't help. Because if you are a good person and you do want to help, if you are doing something that's troublesome, I would I would think that you would want to know that so that you can do better with your energy and your time because it's so valuable. It's we like, I, I want to do the best with the time that I have. I, I just, I don't think everybody's programmed that way though too. So that, that again goes back to the reading the room, right? Cause you and I think, well, I, of course I want that feedback. If I, if I did something and I was unaware of it, I would want that feedback, but n- not everybody has that comfort level. And frankly, uh, sometimes uh, like I shouldn't burden other people with feeling like they have to have that uncomfortable conversation. Yeah, um, it's kind of up to everyone when they're ready for mm-hmm, that, right? Mm-hmm. If they're ever ready for that. Some if people are just ever never ready no, for so it. And that's that's what I'm saying. This, this is a lost yeah. cause. There's nothing to be gained here. Let's pivot for a second. It's not really a pivot, but you, you bring up STEM and we talk about tech and education and mm-hmm. stuff like that. And like, I just, I'm wondering if you can like pause it for a minute about why, um, uh, why in this day and age is, you know, 2023, like it's still, will it ever not be a struggle to find more women in tech? I I think we're doing better than we were say 20 years ago, but not to the level maybe I would have thought we would be given how much Mm -hmm. I feel like this has been in conversation in my upbringing. Um, So maybe talk to like the challenges of why is it, is it because of a lot of this that women are just like, I just don't even want to engage. It's easier to stay in, in oh, a more traditional sure. space. I mean, I personally have seen women completely avoid spaces just because of the challenges that it would create. Or I'll do this, but it, travesty. I won't, I won't I mean, join a club or I'll do it, but I'll do it by myself at home. Like I'll learn this skill set. I'll, I'll teach myself how to use this or that yeah. because of I've, a thousand percent. Yeah. I see that all the time. Yeah. I was a female in a very male dominated field for a very long time. Um, I understand this firsthand and from other women in in other fields as well yeah. uh, absolutely a thousand percent women avoid spaces like that because it's uncomfortable uh, they don't feel like they don't have the confidence to say i'm valuable in this space i'm going to be great at this i'm going to get it, it, sometimes you just don't know if you're going to be great at a thing mm-hmm. so learning something new and being a novice on top of being a female in a space where you don't see a lot of people like you mm-hmm can be uncomfortable, which goes uh, the same for any, any minor, any, any minority, minority sure. right? Yeah. I don't see anyone like me. Right. I, I, I physically can't see people like me in this space. Right. So how can I imagine myself standing out like a sore thumb? Because we don't like to stand out. We don't like to be alone. We're social creatures as much as I like to tell people I don't like people, yeah, yeah, but yeah. like we do, we yeah. do, we do. We always need breaks every now and then. Right. That's sure. our joke is that I'm not a people person. Yeah. We love people. Of course we do. They're just, we're exhausting I sometimes. I love people when they're over there. <laughs> I love looking at you guys I, I and like, waving. I, yeah, Good I want to observe you in the zoo. Yeah. And if you can't see yourself in a space, mm-hmm. 
this is like this is grade school all over again. Mm-hmm. You go into the play yard, you play with other kids. You see some kids playing kickball. Well, any of my friends there? Is anyone right. I already know sure. over there? Do I fit in over there? Do I not fit in? Yeah. Everyone wants to fit in. We we are community creatures. We are community animals. We like to live together, work together, play together. So to to say, you just need to be okay with playing by yourself. Well, guess what? In general, that sucks. And those people people totally don't want to do that. Yeah, right. you don't want to do that. You want to feel like you fit in. You want to share this experience you have with another person who's going through the same things that you're going through. Sure. Help each other problem solve. Support each other. Have fun, for God's sake. Like, that's yeah. what we want. Sure. So if you can't see yourself in a space, of course you're not going to approach it with right. the same kind of confidence you would if you... Uh, say like if when I walked into Girl Scouts, walked right. into a room of girls who all looked like me, but the, with this, moms who looked like my mom. So it was like I walked right in and was like, "Heck yeah, this place is awesome! Let's sell some cookies." It was so comfortable, and I took cookies. right to it. Yeah. I loved Girl Scouts yeah. growing up. Sure, um, right. But, but if I had walked into a room, right, of Boy Scouts of a different age group, I would have been in the corner the whole time. Like yeah, I have nothing mm-hmm. here. There's nothing here for me. As yeah. much as I wanted to do you know, Buckler Derby stuff, and I wanted to do the things they were doing and build the things they were building, I wouldn't have been comfortable in that space. So it's creating a space that's comfortable for people um, is to have all kinds of people there. Sure. But at, at the same time, it's like, how does it get any better unless some brave souls, like, we talk about try it. to make some inroads? We talk about it. We talk about it. Okay, so we're talking about it. But then I think there's there has to be more to it than that. And I, mm-hmm. I, I will say... I was starting to say, it is a travesty that, I mean, just imagine how much more robust a lot of communities would be if there wasn't what you were talking about, if people just were able to dive in and contribute. Uh, I mean, it's, it feels like just a massive drain of resource, like we, where would we be? Like, yeah. what problems would we have solved if, like, you know, the best minds uh, across all genders and, you know, you know, it's, it's a very utopian thought, mm-hmm. but it just sucks to feel like it's because of this and, and we don't want to be the individual to stick our neck out sometimes to, like, be the trailblazer. Yeah, we need those people. But, and that's what it takes, right? It takes the one brave soul to break that. Sometimes, um, or, or sometimes the- binding together. I mean, we're seeing more women groups, which I think is good. Mm-hmm. So I think it's easier to go into a space when you have uh, sure. people with your back, mm-hmm. you know? Um, Absolutely. I know in 3D printing, like there's women in 3D printing. I think you're involved with mm-hmm. them somewhat and stuff. Yeah. Can you talk about that? Yeah, that was very cool find. Yeah. I So in, in college, I think after I had, I'd moved a lot, this is like a theme in my life is I don't really stay anywhere too long, but always end up back home. And a little bit, a little bit. Okay. And one of the spaces I've always used to be social, because for me, social skills are hard. Growing up, that was a, that's a really difficult thing for me. Mm. Um, so it took extra practice for me to feel comfortable with that. So as an adult, I kind of continue on with that. And whenever I'm feeling in a place where I'm stuck or I haven't met anyone new or I'm feeling, um, like I said, stuck in, in the space that I'm in and I want to break out and try something different, um, I would use the, oh gosh, now I've forgotten it. Uh, it's one of the places for meetups, meetup.com. Yeah, yeah meetup. Yeah, yeah sure. I was going to say, not, not sponsored. Yeah, but not, hashtag not sponsored. <laughs> hashtag yes. not sponsored. And I would find whatever making, crafting thing, whatever sport I was into at the time, I would, I would use meetup.com to find mm-hmm. other people. And even if I didn't go to that specific meetup again, I would try a different one. Yeah. Um, but it's always ended up being makers and crafting. Mm-hmm. Um, I did a bunch of, of rugby in college uh, and after college did a bunch of clubs. So there was, there's always people to play sports with, which I sure. love. There's always people to do run clubs with. Um, people that are into the most basic of things like food. Like we can all talk about food. We can all do food. 
even if it's just people who are like, we don't really have any hobbies, just come play some yeah. board games with us. Like you can find people who want to do stuff with you. Yeah. And that was where I turned to when I said, you know, I, I, I feel like I want to try something different. Um, I do love my friends. Don't get me wrong. I love my friends, but they are so spaced out around the world. I don't always get to see them. Mm-hmm. And I kind of got to a place where I was like, I would really love to have in-person 3D print friends. Mm. Actually, I think it was because we were helping a friend uh, who's troubleshooting a printer and we're on, we're on camera and we're talking. We're like, but how does this feel? And how does it? And it was so frustrating. Mm-hmm. We're like, mm-hmm. oh, if only I could be there in person with you to yeah, help no. you yeah. through this. Yeah. And that got me to thinking, I really would love to have friends here who print with me. Sure. I have someone in my building who 3D prints. I have, I have a neighbor who 3D prints. I have a couple people around me, mm-hmm. but I, I was like, it'd be cool to have more. Yeah. Selfish. I want more. Give me more friends. So I went to this, I found women in 3D printing, New York City, Mm -hmm. and I went to the meetup and it was the coolest experience because for me, 3D printing has been a hobby. And when I went there, all of this, all the people that were there were industrial professionals. Yeah. And I was like, yeah, we are so small. It was the coolest experience to be like, this is not everything in 3D printing. I just thought this was a fun little this was like a, a fun getup that we did just for entertainment. And it's like, oh no. And it's been around for so much longer than I yeah. had realized. Yeah. And I went there and learned so much about all these other companies, even signs and buildings that I had seen around. It's like, oh, I've uh-huh. seen that before. They're like, yeah, that's my office or that's my studio where I make this or that. And I use this printer and that printer. And yeah. this is the technology that we started. It, the coolest bunch of people yeah. ever. And by the way, New York City, I don't know how the other branches do it, but in New York City, everyone's welcome. We don't, it's not... It's like if you support women, come on over. Yeah, we don't care. You are a w- woman. Were there were there men there? Oh yeah, yeah. it's probably 50-50. No way. Yeah, really? everyone. They bring your partner. They bring their their neighbor, their roommate, um, their friends who all three D print. It's not, anyone That's can great go. To hear. That's They're awesome. like, we don't care who you are. If you just want to celebrate women in three D printing, yeah. come hang out with us. They're the coolest bunch of people. Sure. Uh, so we go. We have we have a meal or we have some some cocktails together mm-hmm. uh, at a different space around Brooklyn and Manhattan, mm-hmm. and once a month they meet up. And we have maker fairs coming up. So yeah. we were going to have a group go, like we go to maker fairs together or cons together. Uh-huh. And it was a cool way of getting not just people around me who are printing, but people who are printing in different ways. Yeah. People who are doing this professionally. Yeah. I was the only content creator there yeah. for a while, for a minute. You know, that's <laughs> interesting because in, uh, and I've met a number of the like uh, top organizers for the women in 3D printing group. And it, it does stem more from like the additive manufacturing, like multi-million dollar, yeah. you know, machine stuff. So cool. And it's, it's, uh, it's amazing, right? Like it's, yeah. uh, it goes deep and I'm, I'm really glad to hear that it felt welcoming for like, you know, the hobbyist level all the way up and that there's something to value, uh, something to offer. Um, yeah. What's interesting about that, and this is a little bit of a digression, but um, it's it's I think the some of the more progressive companies, you know, they have the but like a lot of the money comes from that side, right? So like the sponsorships and funding and stuff can come from that kind of thing. But like a lot of the like cheerleading, like like seeing the combination of like the value of having the streamer and whatnot, um, is uh, is really um, under. It's it's not something that I think the additive side does well or the professional side does well. You know, like we're kind of the cheerleaders that are like bringing people into the space, get you know, the, getting mm-hmm. people excited about the jobs and stuff. I don't know if you, you know, had conversations like that. Yeah, I, I do ask. I did ask because one of them uh, writes news articles for 3DP for a newsletter. Yeah. And um, so I was kind of like, oh, this person must know everything that goes on here. But when I had mentioned, you know, that, that I did I did TikTok or that I did live streamings or whatnot, um, 
literally went went straight over his head and he was like there's that people stream this on twitch people talk about this on tiktok and yeah. i was like oh yeah yeah there's a whole hobby said this is just what we do for fun i kind of imagine they do it for work all day so they don't want to go home and do it for fun yeah i was wrong about that too but yeah, yeah it's the two, two spaces feel very separate yeah they feel very separate so it's kind of cool to bridge some of those those gaps and and i get to learn about their their side and how their take on it they get to learn about mine and it's, it's been invigorating, honestly. I've done so much research and deep dives into it since being there. I was like, this was such a good move yeah. to learn something different about the thing that I thought I knew a lot about. Yeah. To be fair, I thought I was, I was very into this. I thought I knew a lot. So opening that door has been a really cool experience. So if you guys have a chapter somewhere near you, please go to it. Yeah. Very it. cool people. Very that's, cool experience. That's awesome. Well, we're going to have to, this, this, I can't believe like how quickly like an hour goes by like these days and stuff. So we'll, we'll have to try to, to wrap it up, but we'll, we'll just do another one. Cause there's no reason we yeah. can't, uh, I know I'm the guy that well. runs the show, you know, like I'll pull some strings. Yeah, I was going to say, can you get us in? Yeah. Can yeah. We'll I'll get okay. you, I'll get you in to come back. <laughs> but, um, uh, I think the last thing I want to talk about is, um, uh, and man, we did not get to go nearly deep enough on that stuff, but talking about we'll like how, how people can be a better ally to, uh, have some awareness. Like you don't have to be a woman obviously to be passionate about this and right. recognize the value of like having a broad contribution of diversity and stuff in the space. Um, but having these kinds of conversations feel uncomfortable to people and all that stuff. And yeah. I think there's a lot of people that want to help, but they don't know how to help. And it's so hard. What do, you know, yeah, it's tricky. What do they do? It's tricky because if you want to help, you don't want to hurt anyone or offend anyone along the way. Right. But it's really sensitive. Yeah, 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 sensitive. So it's yeah. like, it's fair. It's an uncomfortable place yeah. to be. And like I said, the best thing you can do is start these conversations. They're not going to be perfect. That's okay. We're going to be uncomfortable. And that's okay. Right. But we have to have the conversation move forward. So right. if you really, truly care ask someone about their experience. Yeah. Ask yourself when you look at someone and you say, Oh, do you need help with this? Or, um, if you see a woman and she's on the struggle bus, ask her if she needs help. Right. Don't assume she needs help. help. But the same goes with, with men. I'm not just saying that for, for one or the other, it goes for everyone. And, I am speaking in binary terms, but of course there's all of our friends in between who just don't look at someone and assume that yeah. you know what they know or what they don't know based off what they look like. Right. Because there's a lot of, I think we all know people will surprise you. You cannot judge a book by its cover. So like we got to go back to these kindergarten lessons Perfect of like. tying it back in. Just, I love yeah, it. Yeah. Just come, just come in with an open mind. Just ask questions. Um, like I said, we're, we're not going to be perfect and that's okay. It's better to have tried to have the conversation yeah. and had it go awry yeah. and to have never tried to have the conversation. Yeah. We've got, we have to be uncomfortable in order to grow, but people who would tell you on the other side of that growth, it's, it's so worth it. And they wish they had done it sooner. There's so much value in the, the variety of friends that we have out there and the talent that is out there. And we're losing out daily by not having them around us. So surround yourself with, with different people, try new experiences, have conversations in safe places that you think that you can have them. And, and like I said, it's, it's okay to be uncomfortable. You're not a bad person because you don't like to feel uncomfortable. You're not a bad person because you accidentally slipped up or just let something out that, well, that's, we grew up with this, yeah. right? So yeah. you're having to unlearn an entire way of life to pick up a new one. It's a process and you're not going to be perfect at it right away. None of us are. Yeah. And at the end, you're going to do great. Cause you're going to get practice and we're, and we're here to cheer you on to help cheer us on so that we can all win in the end. And, and it's, it's okay to have these talks. Yeah. Um, That's a perfect. And, and we're happy that other people want to be allies so we can start there. I think. 
Thank you. That's a, that's a perfect note to finish on. Thank you for you know tying it up so succinctly and all that. Thank you so much for joining me for this. I know it's uh, you know not always a comfortable thing to talk about, but for you know I'm being open, bearing your soul, yeah, and all that it. stuff. Uh, we're <laughs> gonna get volunteers tribute. Anytime. We're gonna get out on the show floor and interact with some people and have some more have conversations. Some more uh, I encourage you if you don't know what Earth is or Rep Rap festivals or Maker Fairs, uh, look it up. Uh, also, please go look up uh, Brit. She's uh, prolific on Twitch. Uh, Creatrix Brit. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'll put a link in the description for this when it does get posted uh, along with her socials and stuff too she's got some really awesome content on TikTok and uh, all the other socials I appreciate that so much thanks for having me have a good rest of your earth yeah you too enjoy thanks bye bye